Welcome to Chattachesis. I'm your host, Deacon Matt Hallback, PhD, and I'm also a deacon of the Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa. I'm your host of Chattachesis, a podcast series for clergy that helps them find creative and fresh ways to share the gospel message and promote missionary discipleship. This episode is brought to you by the newest K-6 catechetical program, Christ in Us and Cristo in Nosotros. It sets the standard for faith formation in today's world. Check it out today at sadlyreligion.com forward slash CIU. We think you'll agree that this innovative program will change the future of catechesis. Today, my guest and a longtime friend is Father James Ferreira from the Archdiocese of New York. He is currently pastor at Our Lady Hope of Christians or Help of Christians. Uh, and he will certainly help Christians while he's there uh, in Staten Island. Father James, how are you today? Fantastic. It's great to be with you, uh, Matt, and Deacon Matt, I should say. And uh, it's it's a pleasure because we go back a long way. We do. You knew we we knew each other before we had callers on, and um, <laughs> and if you'd have known us before, then you'd say there's no way those guys are getting ordained. It's great. It's great to uh, to be uh, together and uh, to do uh, to work together in this way. You know, we studied together, and now we're uh, we're, we're working uh, for God together. So that's a beautiful thing. It really is. Uh, Father James and I met at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. Um, and then there was some some time elapsed. And then I think we kind of found each other again in New York when I started working for, for Sadler. Is that right? That's right. That's right. It's uh, a yeah. It, that's the body of Christ. We're all connected. <laughs> We're all connected, and it's a small Catholic world. Um, it, really you is. Know, it is, especially if you're public, you, you run into the same circles over and over and over. All right, so today's topic is the first five years of priesthood, and I thought of Father James, thought of you right away, and um, one, because uh, of our relationship, but also because you've had some very unique uh, assignments in your first five years. We'll get to those assignments in a moment, but um, why don't you say a little bit about what you're doing now, where you're a pastor, wh what's going on there at Our Lady Help of Christians? Well, thank you. I'm very proud of it. Um, well, uh, A Lady Help of Christians is on the south end of Staten Island uh, in the city of New York. Uh, the Archdiocese of New York, of which I'm blessed to be a part, is uh, three boroughs of New York City, uh, Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, and then it goes all the way up the Hudson. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 10 counties of New York State. Uh, so I'm in the very south end of it, and it's uh, New York City. Uh, Staten Island is uh, more suburban uh, than anything else, especially where I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm surrounded by water on three sides. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a Caribbean island, but it's the next thing to it. Uh, <laughs> we call it the Pearl of the Atlantic among ourselves. But anyway... <laughs> never but heard I, that. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. I got many more. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, Our Lady Help of Christians is, um, is a very... Um, it's a neighborhood. Uh, a lot of families, um, a lot of um, a lot of people um, just, uh, you know, trying to raise their kids. Um, you know, there are a lot of civil service people that work for New York City, cops, firemen, health people, um, but also professionals that uh, work in New York City area and various uh, professions. Uh, mm -hmm. Great people, uh, great people. Uh, and then there's all sorts of other people there as well. There's a little Mexican community there. And uh, the whole diversity of New York City is there. My parish would be predominantly Italian-American uh, mm -hmm. for the part. Uh, so that would be what the parish is. We have a religious ed of about three, 300 to three, 350 kids. Mm -hmm. uh, Are you actively involved? Do you do any teaching? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm present there all the time. I, I awesome. do a lot of fill-in work. I try to like see all the grades. 
I don't mm -hmm. uh, commit to a single grade, but I try to be there. It's, uh, you know, we don't have a school, so um, it's something, it's a way that I can be with the kids. So I love that. So now I'm going to let you do what you do best, which is ponder out loud. And I'm going to start with this question before, well, actually, before we get to the really big question, which is whether your parish or your parishioners like you or not, <laughs> I want to, and I think I can already answer that one, but uh, uh, let's talk about the first five years of priesthood. We've, there's been many studies that, that talk about these as critical years. Um, you are, and what year of priesthood now? Uh, 11 years. 11 years. Tell me why you see those first five years of a priest as critical. Why are they described as critical years? Well, I think they're critical because you get, you're getting, uh, you're getting your feet wet. Um, you are establishing patterns uh, for your priesthood. You're, uh, you're learning how to, uh, to do the sacraments. Uh, you are learning how to um, see yourself as a priest. Uh, I think in getting, you know, getting to really know the priesthood when you get ordained, it's, not the end of a process. It's really a beginning. It's a beginning of a process. Uh, and you, you know, you still have a lot to learn. I mean, I think when I was ordained, I wanted to think that I'm out of school and now I'm my own man. But in, in real, in reality, you have a lot to learn and looking back on it. Um, I was just very blessed. I really see myself as very blessed by God. I had, um, a very good first pastor. Uh, he's now a Bishop, Bishop John O'Hara. Um, he's and where's Bishop John at? Oh, he's retired. Okay. He's a retired auxiliary bishop of New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was my first pastor. I also worked with uh, Monsignor Belford, a longtime pastor, still pastor of St. Teresa's, which was my first assignment, which is also on Staten Island. Uh, I was in Riverdale at St. Margaret of Cortona Parish um, with Father Brian McCarthy. And then I worked uh, for Cardinal Dolan for five years as his uh, priest secretary. So, what so all Go assignments ahead. are very different. Uh, in many ways, different uh, areas of the city, uh, Staten Island, the first three years, I was in the Bronx for one year. Uh, and those parishes were similar in many regards because they had schools. Uh, they were tight neighborhoods. They're not, it wasn't a sprawling suburban thing. It was more of a, a, a tight community, uh, mm -hmm. tight communities. And it was great because you could walk the parish, get to know people on the street. Mm -hmm. You could see people at the pizzeria. You could see people at the deli, uh, you know, go get a bagel and you see all your parishioners, uh, can you, you know, count, can you count how many free slices you got? <laughs> well, if you were to see what I look like, uh, <laughs> good answer on this podcast. That's good. We can, it's the mystery podcast. of what father looks like. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great, there were great places to start out because you got to know people, families, mm -hmm. and it was pretty easy to do. Uh, you really didn't have to put a lot of effort into it because they're just there. They were just there. Uh, St. Teresa's and St. Margaret's were very active places with uh, families and groups. And the school was a big center of life. Religious education was a center of life. Big sports programs. Uh, so you could go to games and see that um, as well. So it was a great place to connect with people um, and to meet people. Uh, I think in the first five years of priesthood, one of the most important things... Um, that you do is you learn how to preach and you learn how to say mass and, and to, um, you know, cause as a Catholic, you, you, when you go to church, you're, you're there to nourish your own soul and develop that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That's always there. And that has to be your base as a priest, mm -hmm. but you also have to learn how to be for others. Mm -hmm. That's what the priesthood is for. It's for the people of God. God gave us the priesthood to, to lead souls to heaven. And so mm -hmm. you've got to do that. So that's what you're learning, I think. So 
you said a whole lot already, and that's and I'm I'm so used to that, and I and I, I meant it when I said that you do what you do best, which is talk ponder out loud. You do, and you don't even need questions to guide. You just keep going. I want to touch on a couple of things. One, just a summary kind of a of a thought here. It sounds like also what's critical in those first five years is to be out there meeting the people, to be engaged with the people with whom you're ministering. Is it, is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I, again, I think it's important to do that uh, as a priest and yes. to really do that in a priestly way. You're not, you're, you're not their buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not there. You're, you know, you may be peers with them or you're, usually when you're starting out as a young priest, they're older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find myself at, at 11 years. Now I'm seeing uh, a lot of peers now. I've not, there's not a lot. There's a lot of peers now. There's a lot more people of my age group that I'm serving as fam. They're, they have families. They have kids. Sure. Uh, I'm not the young guy on the block anymore. I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not young. You know, it's changed right. a little. But when yeah. you're uh, ordained, you're trying to really, I think, establish yourself as a spiritual father. Yeah. Uh, I think the number one way to do that is to encounter people in the sacraments, give, be a priest to them, nourish their soul, mm-hmm. recognize who you are. Uh, and uh, to be comfortable with that. And I think uh, I was blessed to have good role models that, that modeled that, and I could copy them, uh, learn uh, tricks of the trade, like any profession, uh, and, uh, but also to let God uh, develop that as you go. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I would say that the two places that I was at before I went uh, to, the, uh, to, uh, to work for Cardinal Dolan, they were busy places. We had a lot of funerals. Uh, we had uh, big religious education programs. We had other groups that met, prayer groups, um, other groups. So you could really uh, have a variety of experiences. You're meeting people at different stages, happiness, baptism, uh, first communion, confirmation. So those are fun, you know, stages on a journey of a child's life and their family. So those are, those are kind of positive and they're also educational. You're teaching them the faith at different stages. Mm-hmm. Funerals are, are also very important. Because you're mourning with people, people that are suffering, uh, uh, you're dealing, and that's with- something you have to learn to do. I mean, you, you, there's an, a natural piece to it because we're human beings, and hopefully we have souls and can feel for others. That, you know, but yeah. but it's also like like I was kind of leading you towards. That's something that you have to get experience in, right? Yeah, that's um, there's um, there's grace and there's nature, and we have right. to we have to develop some of those natural uh, you know skills uh, right. to to deal with that. Uh, and hopefully, and the, I think the key to it is having uh, good role models and yeah. good friends to share your experiences with and learn from each other. And I, I was blessed to have that. Uh, and I continue to cultivate that in my own. I'm still learning, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I, I have everything figured out for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, the people teach you a lot. The people teach you a lot as well. Uh, so you learn from them, uh, too. And then uh, I, the most important thing is to... Um, to bring that to prayer and uh, to see, see what God is saying to you and sure. all that. So and, it sounds and, like, go ahead, go ahead, Father. No, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, I think uh, you know you're learning, but also your uh, your soul is growing. Your pre- the gift of your priesthood is growing, uh, and uh, you know it's very helpful to have a spiritual director. Uh, I certainly uh, had had a good one, and and he helped me. Um, he really helped me go through some things that I needed to sort out. Uh, and, uh, it was good. It was, it was, uh, I was blessed to have that support structure. And I think mm. that's helped me to that establish. So it, that sounds so critical, particularly in those first five years, that support structure and, and kind of, maybe we can say in a pithy way, you know, 
as it takes a village to raise a priest, but so the priests can raise up that village and um, they don't do it alone. And uh, we, we don't do it alone. So you've got to put that effort mm -hmm. into that. It's mm -hmm. not a homegrown. You've got, especially as a diocesan priest, uh, you know, community uh, is something you have to really invest in mm -hmm. uh, and see that as a, a very important use of your time. Uh, and so uh, I, I think I did that. I tried to, and I continue to try to do that. And it's very important. Priestly fraternity, very important. I find that is very important because pre other, uh, uh, other brother priests are people you can bounce off things. They understand what you're going through. They understand your lifestyle, uh, so, which is good, you know, and they can be real with you as well uh, about different things, which is also important. So if I can jump into your thought flow for a second, two things you mentioned I want to go back to. One was age. Uh, you know, most, I shouldn't say most, but I think a majority of priests tend to get get ordained around their mid twenties, maybe a little later in their twenties. Um, was age a hurdle for you? Uh, did you experience that? Is that a common thing that young priests experience? Because again, they're trying to grow into this identity of, of spiritual father, and yet they might be younger than three quarters of their congregation. Uh, was that an issue for you? One. And then two, think it, put it on the back burner, but I want to get to it. When was the first time you, you realized right out of seminary, whoops, uh, maybe I don't ever know everything. I need to learn something here. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> very quickly. I mean, when you deal with, um, I, I find funerals can be the most challenging because you're dealing with real life. Mm -hmm. uh, when you deal with, um, you know, a kid who passed away, that's really tough or a suicide. Those are tough. Those are really like growing moments for you. Um, I think, uh, and I think like also realizing you don't have to have all the answers. A lot of the time, it's just uh, walking with them and praying with them, leading a being Jesus for them and walking with them as our Lord, as our Lord is. You're, you're kind of an incarnation of that. Uh, and I think, uh, I think that is really the key, not saying, not thinking that you have to have all the answers. And mm -hmm. uh, as you can see, I like to talk, but silence is uh, sometimes the best thing that you can do. It depends on the situation. You got to read it. And, but the Holy Spirit provides. I think um, trusting in God is uh, a big part of uh, of ministry because mm -hmm. you never know what's coming at you. Um, uh, I, God does provide. He certainly does. And so what about the age? Was that a hurdle for you at all to deal with that? Um, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, uh, it was it was good because we had three guys in my parish. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the, you know, the older pastor. We had an extern priest who was from India mm -hmm. and we had himself. So it was like everyone had a different flavor. Uh, and I think that worked. And this was a, my first parish was a parish where they had a tradition of receiving a newly ordained or recently ordained priests. Okay. So they were that. And the, because there was a school, they were happy to have a young guy to be there and be with sure. people. Uh, but, you know, I, I worked with everybody. I worked with everybody and everyone approaches you. Uh, okay. The, uh, Older people see you as their son, their grandson, yes. one, you know, so you just take a different role. And as you grow in the priesthood, the role changes. But I, it was not, a, it certainly was not a disadvantage. Uh, I think, you know, just a, a facet of priestly life is that, you know, rectories are smaller. Mm -hmm. So the, the fraternal life can sometimes be challenging because you're dealing with generational issues and, you know, understanding each other. I, right. It worked. I, I, for me, it, it, it worked. Um, but uh, it, we, we got a good relationship and that really worked. But that can be a challenge. Every situation is different. Personalities are different. 
and you, and, you know, there's always, there's always the cross, you know? You, br- you bring up a great dynamic because um, we might have some young priests who have, uh, you know, first few years into the ministry and they're with a pastor that maybe they don't get along with. They don't understand each other. Do you have any advice for them or what, what would you say to them as far as something, a way to help themselves? Um, you know, I think the advice is, is um, I think you have to be real about the situation that you're in. You're not always going to be best friends with everybody. Uh, that's not natural. But I think we can be uh, Christian brothers to each other. I think to invest in community life is important. Sometimes maybe you, you're tired and you want to not go to dinner and not have a conversation. But I think that um, it's important to embrace the cross on that one and be and, and have that time with uh, your brother priests and the rectory uh, and invest that time to be uh, brothers to each other. Um, I always found that that not running from uh, things, but embracing it and, and trying to go. And that's not always easy. I'm not saying I did it perfectly. Uh, I'm sure that uh, if anyone is listening who actually live with me, they're probably like, okay, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but really I, I think it's important to invest in the community life. You have to put the effort in there. You can't just go to your room and watch TV or read a book all the time. That's good too. You got to relax. You got to have a balance. Um, very important as well. But I think investing in that and trying to be as, good as you can in that situation and be a man for others. in that situation I think is important. When people get married, they talk about honeymoon stages and then the honeymoon wears off. Was there a honeymoon period for you in those first five years? Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I think um, uh, my first assignment was uh, very good, uh, good families. I got to know people. And then when you got to say goodbye, that's hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. Kind of like reality sets in. You're not new mm-hmm. anymore. You go to the second assignment and you're not as new uh, and you're in a new situation. You kind of readjust. You got to learn how to how to uh, shift gears again, you know, and get to know other people that you need to serve uh, and learning the power of an assignment that when you're assigned by your bishop, this is God's will for you. And you've got to embrace that. And there's a human element to how you get there, and whatever. But there's also a spiritual side that God is guiding this process. I love uh, that. I love that. I, I, I hope everyone heard that because I think if you don't have that, if you don't believe that, it makes assignments so difficult because there's no foundation in God right there that, that that belief is gone, that God has called me to this place. And that's that's a foundational block right there. Look, in every situation is different. Uh, you walk as long as you can walk on the road. Um, sometimes uh, as a priest, you got, you got to know when you got to call your superiors and say, this isn't working. I mean, right. that's legitimate as well, but you don't want to, that shouldn't be your first uh, go-to. <laughs> What's my out here? What's the quickest <laughs> way out? <laughs> Where's the exit door before I well, step it, foot in here? I get that, but um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think you got to stick it out and give it a try uh, and see where it's going to go. Right. right. So I want to jump ahead to, uh, we have a, a, I don't know, about five minutes or so left together. This time flies. Uh, it always does. I want to talk about a really uh, a unique assignment you had as Cardinal Dolan, Archbishop of New York, uh, his priest secretary. Can we start with maybe a few words about what is involved in that role? What are you doing as the priest secretary to the Cardinal? Uh, well, it's really kind of, uh, I mean, it's, it's more of a, a business thing, uh, you know, in a way that like, I'm almost, it's almost like people who have jobs in companies, it's more like that in some ways. In this, in another way, it's um, you give know, me an example. Give me an example. Well, I mean, I did a lot of office work. I did a lot of uh, answering emails, answering uh, correspondence, uh, phone calls, um, 
you know, personal needs of his eminence to get that uh, squared away, different things that were happening, receiving guests, uh, hospitality, uh, things like that, um, you know, travel, uh, organization, um, getting the trips organized, uh, then accompanying him and making sure the details flow. So that was like a different kind of thing. I wasn't saying uh, mass publicly. I wasn't, uh, you know, preaching or hearing a lot of confessions. So once in a while I did, but it wasn't a regular part of that, of my ministry. But, you know, I guess what that taught me was that the priesthood is more than what we do. It's who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we all, we serve the church, we serve Jesus. Uh, and uh, we have to do that in the place that we're at. Uh, so it was a very unique mission. There was a lot of great things I met, uh, people I met, things that, uh, experiences. Who's your, who's your favorite person you met? Ooh, that's, that's a hard one. And, uh, and I'll, I'll accompany that with, uh, did you ever just pick up the phone randomly and you hear on the other end, this is the Holy Father, I need to talk to uh, Cardinal Dolan no. there? Oh, no, no, I never spoke to the Pope. Uh, the Pope uh, if that was, if that happened, that was arranged in a different way. Um, I, I, met, I mean, I, I had the privilege of meeting many of the bishops of the country during the time that I served. And I just found I found them to be uh, very sincere men who were really uh, trying their best uh, to 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 serve the church. And uh, I, that really helped me to see that. And they're human beings. Um, they're, uh, they're and they're brother priests. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they appreciated when you uh, when you cared for them and that you uh, showed respect and that you also showed friendliness and you were natural with them and you know you respect the authority but they, you also support them uh and that was great i it was great it was a great thing to see that and to experience that um a lot of great people uh, came through and uh it was uh it was a privilege uh i remember meeting a bishop uh, uh well he's uh he's the archbishop now of um of abuja in nigeria um Bishop Archbishop Kaigama, he was a wonderful man. He, he stuck out to me as a very confessor of the faith. Uh, mm. You know, uh, had to lead the people through persecution. There's a lot, mm. there's still issues in Nigeria with that. Mm -hmm. And he was a wonderful man. I had he. It was around. He was the real deal. And yeah, he was. And I, I remember uh, going to the 9/11 uh, uh, museum with him, and I, we arranged a tour. And I, I, Cardinal, had stuff to do, so I, I took him down there, and we had a tour, and. He, he really connected with it because uh, the whole idea of persecution and difficulty, he connected with that. And he had a great conversation with the museum staff who were giving it uh, the, uh, the tour. Mm -hmm. uh, great guy. And just and also while he was dealing with very serious stuff, he was a great priest. Mm -hmm. Really nice guy. And, did you, did uh, you go very, ahead? No, that's it. He was very sincere and uh, good guy. That was, he really, uh, th but there was a lot of other people like that that I met. So good people. Did you come into that role as, as the Cardinal Secretary having any sense of what that role means and what you would need to do? Did you just no. learn this on the go? <laughs> and I know you and I know kind of your 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 disposition is you, you run a little hot, you run a little nervous. Like, how is that? I mean, um, you know, that's another thing where like grace provides, I guess. I, I, yeah. I found out things about myself I didn't know. Um, so that was good. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you do what you have to do. God puts you in a situation. Uh, you know, uh, Carl says, this is what I want you to do. And uh, you better I get said, it done. If you're sure about it, I'll try my best. <laughs> my best. And, um, and, you know, it worked out. It really did. Uh, it really worked out. And uh, it was a great experience for me as a priest. I learned uh, an inestimable uh, stuff there. Uh, but also, I mean, I think uh, 
you know, it was, it also was very great. I mean, especially when like the Carter would meet with, um, you know, with families that were suffering, uh, uh, the sick, uh, he would visit the sick, he would visit prisons. Uh, these were great times for me also to do kind of ministry and to support his ministry, but sure. also to be there and, and also be a witness to Christ in those moments, uh, which was great. And I got to see parts of the church that I, as a parish priest, you wouldn't have lots of access to depending on your parish. Maybe some parish does have, you know, a lot of hospital work or, uh, nursing home work mm -hmm. or, uh, jail work. Um, but, uh, I got to see it all. So that was fun, uh, to see all the things that the church was doing not only fun, it was very edifying and built me up as a priest. And, uh, and I got to see, uh, what the church really does and what it really means. It's, uh, God is working. Yeah. And God's definitely in charge. And uh, <laughs> if he wasn't, we wouldn't be here. So no, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, we got a few minutes left. I, I, you probably uh, have a number of stories from your time with the Cardinal. Is there one that you could share with our listeners today? Oh, well, I mean, I just, uh, I, with the Cardinal, I, uh, I just uh, always enjoyed how he uh, connected pe with people on a human level. Mm -hmm. uh, he really tried, uh, he always tries to uh, be a priest uh, in his in where he goes and uh, when he meets people and he gives himself to that. And I have a lot of respect uh, for his eminence. I'm not just saying that. I, I really do have a lot of respect for him as a person. He's a wonderful person and a, a wonderful priest. And uh, he's a great, uh, great role model. We're blessed to have him in New York. Uh, and I would just say that, uh, he, uh, he was, he's a wonderful priestly example. And, uh, I would, uh, when I would go into the chapel, like, you know, just if I had to get something early in the mornings to prepare or something, he'd be there praying. Mm -hmm. And that was really mm -hmm. the heart of his uh, ministry, I think. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's where he got his strength. And that was a good example to me that you know, how busy I was, I still got to say my prayers. I still got to keep that, uh, maintain that faith. Uh, and uh, there's no excuse. Uh, he's one of the busiest per people that I ever encountered, mm -hmm. and he made time, uh, and so I have to do it too. Um, you know, I'm not as busy as he is. It's hard to come up with excuses when when he's your boss. <laughs> no, and it's it's good. We all, and I think as um, as as clergy, we can all make excuses for ourselves. Our life is tough. Our life is difficult, and uh, it's it, it doesn't. That may be true. But that doesn't get us out of our obligations to God and our need uh, to to be saved ourselves and to experience repentance, conversion, and to give love and honor and, and gratitude to God in our heart. So uh, I think that was the, that is the success of his of his ministry, uh, his uh, his rootedness in prayer and in the liturgy of the church, and uh, it definitely was a great example to me as a priest. Wonderful. See, I thought you were going to say that one of the greatest moments for you as, as priest secretary is when you received me as an official guest at the Cardinal's residence. Of course. That was a life changer. Uh, actually, that was great. It was great. It was like, uh, you know, we're all, you know, as Steubenville alums, a lot of, we're <laughs> blessed to have a lot of uh, different uh, alumni uh, working in various capacities in the church. So it's always mm -hmm. great to reconnect with people, you know, see different people that you Absolutely. work, that you studied with. Uh, and it's great. I'm proud to be uh, uh, a, uh, an alumnus of Franciscan for that, in that regard, people are, are doing good work for the church in different capacities like yourself. And, uh, and it was fun as secretary because you had a more of a, a, a mm -hmm. bigger scope. So you were seeing a lot of people from all over the country, mm -hmm. you know, as a parish priest, you kind of see a lot 
of a small slice, you know, right. Uh, slice so of pizza. <laughs> you see where I'm getting at, you know? know. Yeah. You're hungry. That's where you're getting. <laughs> no, but uh, a lot of good pizza on Staten Island. Let me tell you. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, it's, and that's, that's great too. I mean, that's another, and I'm glad to be back as a pastor. I love my parish. It's uh, great. We ran, we ran, we, we got through the pandemic together, which, uh, was a very unique experience. Uh, and, uh, oh my gosh, everyone can say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back in parish life, but, uh, that assignment with the Cardinal was a very unique experience and certainly something I will take with me the rest of my life. And, you know, God, uh, is always surprising us. <laughs> oh yes. He always is surprising us. And that was a surprise and a blessing for me. And, uh, now where I am at now has, uh, has a lot of blessings. It's great to be father of a family now which the pastor is supposed to be oh i love to hear you say that and uh the folks there at our ladies are very blessed to have you um the diocese archdiocese is very blessed to have you father and I'm, you. I'm blessed to know you so since we're saying all these nice things maybe we'll just close out the show here by saying thank you for your time thank you for your ministry thank you for sharing your thoughts and the first five years of priesthood thank you and uh i i uh would I guess I heard that you want me to give a blessing. So I would. Yes. I was just going to ask you. Yeah. We, I always ask the guests to give a blessing at the end of the show. So go for it. Name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Through the intercession of our lady help of Christians, the patroness of my parish and through all the angels and saints, Almighty God bless all those who are, are listening to this podcast and may, uh, may our words, uh, be useful in their own path uh, to salvation. The almighty God, uh, bless you all the father, son, and Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. This is Deacon Matt with Chattachesis. We just finished chatting with Father James Ferreira, priest of the Archdiocese of New York, pastor at Our Lady Help of Christians. And if you thought you were listening to something on Fast Forward, that's just how he talks. He talks really fast. So anyway, Father James, thanks so much again. And uh, we'll, we'll chat with you next time. God bless. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chattachesis. Head over to sadlyreligion.com forward slash podcast to hear more. And don't forget to request your sample and trial of Christ in Us and our bilingual edition, Cristo in Nosotros, at sadlyreligion.com forward slash CIU.